Hello and welcome to the Produce Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Nickel, and our guest today is Jay Schneider. Jay is head of buying for the U.S. marketplace for grocery delivery service Gorillas. And prior to that, he was at Acme Markets for more than 30 years, as including 10 years as director of produce. Jay, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the podcast. Ashley, it's great to be back with you again. It's, uh, it's, it's a pleasure for me to be on your show. Oh, thank you so much. Well, we're, we're excited to, to hear from you and get your expertise and perspective on all the cool stuff that's been happening for you guys in the last, gosh, it's been more than a year and a half coming up closer on two years now almost, isn't it? Yeah, it has been. Uh, May, end of May was uh, when we opened up our, our first uh, dark store. So yeah, it's been a good solid year now. So. Gotcha. And how are you enjoying, let, let's start with the, the big picture, the transition from traditional brick and, brick and mortar grocery to this whole new world of not only online grocery, but the super fast delivery that Gorillas is known for. Yeah, it's like a 70 foot drop off a roller coaster. I mean, it's uh, it, it's it's awesome. I mean, to, to come from, you know, well-respected company like Albertsons um, and then coming into a startup at uh, this late in my career, what, what's a big change for me, but very rewarding because you're able to build something from the ground up uh, and there's no there's no real blueprint for it. It's kind of like a test and learn phase. But now after we have a year under our belt, we, a lot of learnings from what to do and what not to do uh, to move the business forward. So it's been a great year, uh, work with great people, uh, and they allow you to, to make the decisions and just go with it, which is great. Very cool. And during during this initial kind of building phase, what have been some of the things that, you know, are are sort of the set in place structures for traditional grocery that, you know, when you're when you're in something new, when you're in a startup, aren't as much you're like, well, these are the things that, you know, work long term. And this is how, you know, the traditional business was built. But we don't necessarily have to do that over here and we can make it a little more efficient and those kind of things. Yeah, well, the biggest thing is the SKU count. Let me start there first, because you, know, you go from eighty to one hundred thousand SKUs, and even like myself in produce, where you had I had over a thousand uh, at the time. Now you you have about twenty two hundred to twenty three hundred SKUs total store. So the the trick of it is is how do you how do you take twenty three hundred SKUs and be everything to everyone? That's the trick because you you can't right. So you have to have a good, well-balanced assortment to cater to the, the folks in, in the New York City metro area where, where we operate. The one difference where I found out is like in the summertime, everybody leaves the city. Everybody goes, right? Everybody, it's like, wow, it's like a ghost town. And like from my past life, you know, we operated stores down the Jersey Shore and, you know, we had influx of business and keep going. So there's different things. Also, when it rains, sales go up. People don't want to go out in the rain. They order online. Brick and mortar, when it rained, nobody wanted to go out. So all of a sudden the sales will be soft that day. <laughs> so there's all these like little things that are like, oh, wow, okay, I got it now, you know, that, that you learn from uh, that, that are different from, from brick and mortar. But the biggest thing is the SKU count. So That's super interesting. And, and with that SKU count, like you said, trying to be everything to everyone a little bit what does that look like? And I know you're over more than produce now, but for produce in particular, what does that look like? Do you get to like stick a little bit closer to the seasonal things or how do you approach that? 
we do run it. I mean, obviously it's always going to be near and dear to my heart, no matter where I go. <laughs> and, um, you know, we, we, we have about 85 produce skews, which is a lot for e-commerce for a fast convenience grocer like gorillas. And when you look at that and it's kind of like, it's kind of like, um, brick and mortar, right? People want to go to a store because you're fresh, right? People decide to go to a grocery store for fresh. It's the same concept here. The difference here is we're delivering something to a customer. And you know, Ashley, when you buy strawberries in the store, what's the first thing you do? Look at the bottom, right? (laughs) Right. So how do you get that experience to the customer? Uh, thinking of them looking at the bottom. So there's a lot of work, a lot of pride we take in here at Gorillas with our operations team and our supply chain team. on How do you get that to the store or to, from the store to the customer's door with making it look perfect? And there's a lot of work that goes into that. Um, so, but on the other hand, when you look at our fresh uh, SKUs, the, the biggest thing out of our top, the biggest items out of our top 50 are mostly all fresh, right? So when you look at what's the top selling items, you have your bananas, you have your grapes, you have your berries, and they're the largest contributors to, to our success in terms of dollar contribution. People shop us a lot for our produce and our fresh variety here. And it's no different. I always say, and I've said this before in, in numerous uh, interviews before, it's anybody can sell Tide and Cheerios, right? How do you sell fresh product Anybody can sell Titan Cheerios because it's like, hey, here it is. It's it's good. It's, it's manufactured. It's good. It comes to the store for here to there. But how do you get that fresh experience? And that's what separates you from the rest. I mean, I, I'll go out on a limb here. And I can tell you right now, we have the best fresh variety out of any fast convenience grocer in New York City. You know, fast convenience grocer. We do. Uh, the, if you look at the past year, a lot of things have changed in the landscape. A lot of folks have bowed out for numerous reasons. You know, Gorillas continues to be strong here. We are. We're not going anywhere. Um, you know, we we just we just we have a new um, fulfillment center now, a centralized set, uh, a warehouse. Uh, all that stuff means commitment, right? So we're committed here, but we're committed to grow and find out what the customer wants. So the assortment is constantly changing. You know, you would do category reviews every quarter. You know, now you do them frequently. You have to look, hey, if something's not moving, you got to take it out. What's the next item in? And that constantly goes throughout the whole SKU uh, uh, offering that we have in our building. So it's quite different. Yeah, I was going to say that sounds so fluid. What What is the cadence where you check in on those things and how long do you wait to see if like, is this a temporary lull? Do we need to make a switch now? What, how does that work? Yeah, well, what happens is this. It's like, if you, uh, as a vendor and you came in, you had, a, I'll say drinks or something, or, and you have like three or four items or on a lines extension, like you can only take maybe two or three, you know, you can't take the full variety. So when you look at it, you're constantly looking at the numbers. Hey, what's the velocity? Is it selling? Is it how many days on hand? You know, and that goes through everything from fresh to center store. So it's, you know, the buyers are always constant looking uh, along with supply chain. You just can't have anything clogging things up. You know, because time is money. You don't want to tie up unnecessary inventory, just like anybody out there listening. Nobody wants to tie up unnecessary inventory in the back room anywhere. And you always have to watch your waste and manage your waste to a T with the supply chain, what goes in, what goes out, and then the order cadence from there. But we're lucky where we're able to have, you know, fresh produce deliveries, you know, three days a week or so 
to our facilities, which is very good. So we try to keep everything turned very well. So it's really a different dynamic uh, <laughs> than, than total like brick and mortar. There's a lot of different things, but it's exciting though. It's very, very exciting. And how does quality control work for you all? Because you mentioned the example of the strawberries, right? How it, it, how do you how do you get that? And then how do you teach you know the the growing customer base that they can indeed you know rely on you guys for that? Yeah, well, it's a lot of good old fashioned elbow grease. I mean, we first started out, you know, the the team and I were out at, at the warehouses showing them what's bad, what's not, what's a wind what's a wind scar and a stem a, a stem puncture on a on a on a piece of fruit or not, what's good, what's bad. So there's a lot of lot of changes. You have a lot of new new employees, and and we've mastered that now along with our QC folks out there. So when when stuff comes in, you know, it's no different than a produce manager, right, in a store. They're the last line of defense, right? Once it comes in, it could be good, but then you got to look at, hey, the shelf life, is it shop-worn? Is it good? You know, constant QC checks going in and out. And we have really good policies in place uh, for folks to follow that, but it's it's no different. They're the last line of defense. So, and it has to be perfect to get to a store. Yeah, and that's, that's the trick. And we try to, we try to make it easier on the stores. Like I'll, I'll give you an example, like scallions, like in a store, so you have loose scallions, we'll go with a pillow pack, right? Something that's already, so you don't have to trim it and cut it. Or So we try to make things a lot easier from when we learned in the beginning mm-hmm. to now, what's easier to handle to get to the door for the customer, so. Well, and I'm glad you gave the, the scallions example because I was thinking, I'm like, okay, is this a silly question? All packaged or do you guys have have folks picking from bulk too? Or how does that work? Yeah, like you know, we you know, we tried different things in the past. We tried beets with a bunch of beets and bunch of kale and different things, and, and it's challenging, right? You know, because you don't have you know, in a traditional supermarket, you can take stuff, you can crisp it, you can you can handle it a little better. It's a di- it's different here, right? So we try to t- keep things. But like all our apples, uh, we have loose apples, you know, we, we do lemons, limes, you know, all that kind of stuff. We do offer some bags and some loose options. Yeah, you know, we have packaged salads, no different than you'd see in a supermarket, but we're not going to have like a 50 foot green section like you'd see yeah. or, a 20 foot, or a 20 foot green section, you know, we're not going to have that. Right. So there's certain things like the, the best example is, like I said, is the, is the scallions and stuff like that. Or, or do you go to a cryovac just beats you know, with just the bottoms without the top. So they're the decisions that you have to make uh, to, to ensure the customer gets that good experience. So. Uh, again, I'm glad you you brought up the, the wet wall because that's a great example of where, like you said, with that skew count, really focusing on, you know, what do people want? What can you deliver really well? Those two things together. Because, yeah, like I, when I think about the process uh, in a grocery store of getting that wet wall all ready to go and the trimming and the crisping and like, yeah. You can't do that in a in a quick turn, you know, quick delivery environment. No, no, but we do have like I I, I don't want to go with uh, asparagus in a in a package. I know that, that it's yeah. a, a fresh bunch; it'll hold up. You know, you have you know, your peppers, your cucumbers. You know, yeah. we still just regular loose. You know, so we're able to maintain those type of products very well here. Um, you know, we have bananas by the bunch, organic or singles that are just conventional. You know, and I'm really proud of our teams out there because they've they've come a long way from the operations to the supply chain to to making sure that that stuff gets right, you know, to the store and gets out the door very well. So 
I imagine that was a cool process to even be able to train everybody working in those in those locations from the ground up on all the quality specs where you have literally like this, this may be the first time they're learning about this and they're learning it the way you want them to learn it from yeah. the very beginning. <laughs> and that, and that, you know what, Ashley, and it goes back to what I said from the beginning. It's a very, it's very rewarding. You know, I mean, you're, you're coming in and, and, and training and teaching folks, um, you know, maybe the only thing they know about produce is how to eat it, not really know how to, not really know how to display it or how long it lasts. And you kind of walk them down, you know, to supervisors and show them what's, what's good, what's bad, and give them a little bit of education from, from our experience uh, to bring it to this fast convenience. And I, and I think some of our success or most of our success is our fresh offerings and, and the numbers show it on, on what customers want. We sell an enormous amount of berries here. You know, you know, berries, obviously berries and grapes are indexed high throughout the industry, but in the fast convenience world, I kind of scratched my head. It's like, wow. I mean, these, these things, people, people buy them here, you know, and it just shows that they can rely on us for, for quality products. We try to carry top labels where we can to our distributor and, and offer the best seasonal product. We're the only ones out there that were in fast convenience that had cherries this year. Oh, wow. out there at chairs. I mean, I try to, you know, we try to do some things that we did in brick and mortar. Now there's some things you can't do, you can do, but we still try to offer those seasonal items. You know, when the time comes, like as we get into the fall, you can't carry a 15 pound pumpkin and put it on somebody's back and <laughs> do it out, right? We don't do that here. So we carry a pie pumpkin, a small pumpkin. That's me. That that's you, know, you put on your shelf in the apartment where you get, remember it's a different audience now, right? Yes. So nobody has a full blown portrait rocking chairs in the front here. They ever has little apartments or, or different venues here in the city. So how can you still replicate those seasonal offerings to fit that customer? Uh, in New York City is is interesting. Is is that that's how you have to think different to your point from brick and mortar. So yeah, absolutely. And when you mention you know suppliers and and distribution, I'm I'm curious with that too. Has has it been different managing that given like you said you got to adjust the assortment a little faster, a little more nimbly, you know, than maybe you would traditionally. How has that part worked for you guys? It's good. Our suppliers great. But they're they're very nimble. Um, we wouldn't be here without them. You know, we 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 thought, hey, take this out, take that out. They're they're pretty fast to move. You know, the difference from where I came from before. You know, we owned our own warehouse. You know, we didn't have distributors. So I went from you know a structure like this to a distributor model, um, which was different for me. But yeah, you have relationships in the business where you know those folks. And you trust them, you know, to take your business to that next level. And, and, and again, that's why I love the produce industry, too. It's, it's a great industry. Um, there, there's a lot of trust and there's just, you know, you feel comfort when you know people that can get it done for you. And, um, and that's what happens when you, when you have a lot of time in this industry is the people, which is big. Awesome. And for, for you guys there, I think we said coming up on, on two years for you in, in this new part of your career, what have been some of kind of the, the early milestones or kind of highlights for you as you've been in, in this role with gorillas? Um, you know, I, I think when you look at it is, is getting a year under your belt. That was a big milestone for us. I mean, I, I remember just that first day opening that store and all the pain that we went through to get that up and running. Um, I, I remember uh, a truck pulled up 
and the, the, the lift gate broke and we're out there off, off on the, in the corner of a street in New York, taking it off by hand, hand stacking it on a pallet. You know, you look back at all those little things and you look where we are now, how we have processes in place. And, you know, I came from a place before where you, you just used to clicking buttons and everything would come up. And there's a lot of people, there's a lot of, a lot of smart people in this company that put together processes to where, you know, you can have the, the data to your fingertips, where you can make the, the decisions now. And I think the company in general from then till now has evolved into a strong global company now, into a formidable, you know, grocery type company, delivery service company now, which was very, very big. So when you look at the tools that you have from then to now, ways to manage the business are a lot easier Again, it's startup, right? You know, that's how it is. You test and learn what do you need, what don't you need, and then you define those processes as, as you move forward down. So that that's a that's a big thing. But you know, I always say it, it's test and learn. You know, we still learn, but we have a very good baseline after a year. And I think that's key in any business. It's like anybody out there that knows the seasonal pros, like once you cycle it a year, then you know what to do and what not to do, right? Um, until you come across that. So that's probably the biggest thing for me, but it's very, very rewarding on what we've built here. So, well, and you mentioned earlier too that a lot of the the competitors that had popped up in this in this fast fast delivery grocery space um, have since kind of faded out again. You know, for one reason or another. What do you think it is that's kind of differentiated Gorillas to this point and made it able to to continue and keep growing? I'll tell you that that's it's really easy easy uh, question to answer. We did not out, we did not branch out and try to build too much. We said, hey, we're going to concentrate on New York City and we're going to get that right. Like Frank Sinatra said, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere, right? So <laughs> if you can make it in New York, right? And we stayed there. We didn't concentrate on on Boston or at West or here or there. Like we kept a really good focus on New York City, and I think that was the key because. When you expand, and it goes back to what I said before, you know, test and learn, you, you do things now that you wouldn't do before. So think about all the things back then that you would do that you might have swung a miss on and you magnify that going to other other areas of the United States. You know, it hurts, right? <laughs> I mean, financial that hurts, that, 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 that hurts. So I think for us as a company to say, hey, we're just going to over here in the States, we're just going to concentrate on, on, on New York City. Um, and I, and I think that having the right people in the right jobs here, we have a lot of experience here, I think, versus some of the competitors that were out there. I think I, I just say, I say that cause I know who we are here. I don't know that for a fact, but I know that we have experienced folks here that worked in the industry that does help. So. And one thing we haven't talked about yet, but certainly different from traditional grocery to, uh, to this, this online digital world is the merchandising side of things. How how have you seen kind of what you all have done from a, a digital perspective, influence and, and help grow that business? Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of, our brand team is great. I mean, those girls are all outstanding, um, you know, to get the word out and they do a lot of magic on, on pushes and, 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 and the social media that goes beyond me. But the one <laughs> thing I will tell you is, you know, and Brad and our team that runs e-commerce, um, when, when you look at how you, lay out an app. It's interesting, right? It's kind of like how you lay out a store. Like, how do you take, this is how my head always goes. Like when you walk into a store and you have a big, beautiful display of white cauliflower, people are not going to have it on their 
their uh, shopping list, right? They're going to walk in nine times out of 10 or not. Wow, it's great. It's decent price. So when you merchandise an app and you look at that, it's almost like the same concept, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, you put the fresh on the top and, you know, how you build out the collections inside, what goes on the top, what's the less, you know, and the e-com team does a lot of analytics on items here versus here, how many more clicks you have and how much more lift there is. So, Interesting, right? So it's no different than how I used to manage my business in brick and mortar when you'd have your front feature table and you know you get a certain lift off items off a front table versus a back table or a side table or an end or whatever. And then you look at it the same way here, a little more technical, right? But those things still bode what the same, but at a, at a digital level, if that makes any sense. Managing the real estate, right? Whether it's the physical real estate, it's or the, the same thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> You're exactly right. It's the same thing. So we, you know, we'll run promotions like you know we had back to school this week. You know, um, we had Labor Day, so we try to run it. You know, we we do run it. I should say as you know, as like a brick and mortar would do, as they add plan. You know, we'll have those events and 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 those different things. We'll have our hot picks for the month. And you know the seasonal events, so we we still we still follow that same pattern. And with the with your all's ability to to be a little more nimble with the assortment and and some of those kind of things, what's kind of the the time frame? Even when you think about like ad planning, or you know if if something seasonal is is great and your supplier happens to be long on it, you know is is there infrastructure to kind of build that up quickly and, you know, push those things. Yeah, we can. We, we've done things where, you know, we're coming up on a weekend, let's get a little bit of a push and we're like two days out and we're like, Hey, let's throw this collection together, put it out there. Supply chain feels comfortable and what they have on hand already or what they can adjust coming in. Yeah, we can do it. Is it faster than some, you know, the, the brick and mortar at times? That, that all depends. That's a whole different infrastructure. But you'd be surprised how nimble we are here with our teams to get stuff done like that. Um, we can move pretty quick on the dime, but we do add plan out, you know, months in advance. We do no different than like a regular supermarket would add plan, you know, by quarter, by week. And still put all that together and, and follow the cadence of a timeline. But we we've have moved on the dime before. To now, if a supplier is long on something, they say, "Hey, you know what? Can you do something? You know, hey, we just sync up with supply chain. Next delivery comes in. We time it with the folks on e-commerce. Change the app and go. It's like changing the sign on on a display, right? <laughs> hey, you go in there, make sure the scan coordinator gets it, puts the price on it, make sure it gets there. But I always try to wrap my head around the same process. You know, digitally versus brick and mortar. It's the same type of thing, but you, but you, but at the end of the day, it's still appealing to that customer on on value and and what they want to see today. And it sounds like some of that that flexibility might even be further benefited by the fact that in a startup organization, everybody's maybe a little closer between those different departments, where it's easy to kind of get folks on the same page or on those kind of things. That that is true. It's it's a it's a closer. That's that's a great great call out. Uh, you do have that tight knit of folks that's only a few people here and it's like bing bang boom you go and 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 everybody makes that decision so yeah it's it's, it's great i mean it's it's fun um like i said we're gorillas is here we're strong in new york city um and and that's where our core is here in the states and we'll, and we'll continue to build on that 
Awesome. And I know, um, uh, again, doing my due diligence on LinkedIn to make sure I got the job title right, you know, saw that you're you're over more than produce now. Talk a little yeah. bit about kind of what what the day to day and the role looks like as, as head of buying. Yeah, for it's, um, you know, we, you know, I have, um, you know, four buyers, like great, great folks that that have been in the business for a while. And, and we, it's the same thing. We, we take vendor appointments every day, you know, online, <laughs> you know, and we're partnering now with a lot of big CBG companies, you know, we're, we're, we, you know, we've been with this stuff with the general mills, the Unilevers, the mall, we just had a promotion with Mars, right? So we're, we're formidable, right? We're out there. Like people think I, but we, we, we plan out formidable with a lot of these big CBG companies every day. Um, and we, we kind of go through that cadence continually on how we able to offer products and the right mix with to our customers through a lot of the vendor relationships we have. Very strong local here. Obviously, that's what Gorilla's foundation was, was built on. We do a lot of, of helping out a lot of local folks uh, to take their brand and make it bigger. We support local very, very well here. Our brand team does a great job. And my local buyer, John, does a great job. He knows every crack in the sidewalk in New York City. Um, that, and he knows everywhere, you know, and guys are like boots on the ground and understands that local community, which is huge. So there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes and trying to get that assortment right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we have our staff meeting every week. It's just, just like a regular, you know, regular show here with the, with the, with like a brick and mortar as, as we as we point out here. But, you know, you, you're only as good as your people. I have good people here um, that really help bring this thing to life. I just kind of steer the ship with them. So. <laughs> Awesome. Well, what are you looking ahead to the, gosh, not too far from now, the end of 2022, the start of 2023, uh, the calling the Jetsons. Do we, do we have our, you know, space packs yet? Right. But um, <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, you know, put the envelope up to the head and uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're strong. I mean, we, we, we're, we're continuing to grow. Like I said, we, you know, we have our, our, um, centralized warehouse that we just opened up, you know, the, the, the supply chain team did really good. So that shows commitment to where we go uh, after the first year to continue to grow our business that way, continue to find efficiencies um, to, to make the business continue to run smoother. And I think that's the key. Uh, and I think that keeps progressing as we, as we go through. So I think we'll see more of that as we get into the first of the year. Um, you know, it's great. You now we're in right after, so after Labor Day right now, and you can see the, the, the folks already coming back to the city. You can see how the orders start to pop up. You can feel the life coming back. You know, you have, you know, you have New York Giants to be kicking off soon, right? And all that. And, and it all goes out, you know, we'll have our, our football themes out there and the tailgating type things. So we, we follow all that, the seasonality. So, um, yeah, I think we're, 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 we're set up, set ourselves up right now for, for a real good uh, 2023 as we take the momentum we have now into next year so awesome. and we'll finish on this one jay what's the the most the thing that surprised you most as you've made this this transition these last couple of years from the traditional grocery to this this latest chapter for you what surprised me the most i i, I just think that the the constant change <laughs> there's a lot of change there's a lot nothing's hit the, the, the this process changed from that process it, it, it's it's you know retail's fast moving regardless of where you go but processes and putting things in place constantly changing adapting i mean i've adapted more now look i'm 
I'm, I'm, I'm an old timer in this business now. Right. And, you know, adapting to these different things now where you had stuff, you know, you took for granted back in your, your, Hey, I had this, all this stuff was there. And you know, how you, how do you get vendors built? How do you do this? How do you do that? And here it's, it's more like, Hey, you're it. <laughs> Let's grind it out. You got to get this going. We have to get that going. Like you're babysitting every process where before Yo, my oh, I had people taking care of that. You had you, this person, that person, this person taking care of all that kind of stuff, right? So now you're more hands-on, I guess. That's the thing you are. You're remember how you brought up it's small people. You're more hands-on to the daily operation, which is the biggest thing. So. But it's yeah, I mean, I'd probably hang up from here and probably say, oh, I should have thought of this and that, or I'll think of something later. But that's the biggest thing uh, for me. But like I said, it's very, very rewarding. And it's a I work with great people. So awesome. Well, Jay, I can't thank you enough for, for joining me today here on the podcast and sharing your expertise and perspective on this new exciting uh, part of part of grocery. And like you said, specializing there in, in New York City and kind of perfecting that before probably building out maybe beyond that someday. But yeah. uh, it's sure been a blast to talk with you. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great to, uh, you know, to, to see again and talk. It's always good to get back out in the, in the produce industry and have a good <laughs> chat. So. Excellent. Well, thank you again, Jay. We'll thank our listeners too. And we will see everybody back next week on the Produce Retail Podcast. <laughs>